Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Today I interview Jen Harper, a native entrepreneur that founded Cheekbone Beauty, a thriving and leading beauty product line that not only is run by indigenous people, but has products made for indigenous women. Welcome back to Pow Wow Life, the podcast from powwows.com. I'm your host, Paul Gowder. Thank you again for being a part of our community. Powwows.com is your place to explore all parts of Native American culture, whether it's finding powwows near you, learning more about the dance styles, watching our videos, listening to our podcasts, or just joining the community and talking to others. Powwows.com is your place to connect and experience Native culture. So thanks for being a part of our community. To get all the latest information we have going on at powwows.com, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter over at www.powwows.com slash newsletter. We'll send you updates on all the new listings in the the calendar because powwows are back. We've got over a thousand listings each year so we can find one near you. We'll send those out twice a month, as well as other announcements and specials in our newsletter. So don't miss what's going on with powwows.com. And we're going to be streaming powwows again this year, and we'll announce those in the newsletter as well. This month, we're also giving away 10 Pendleton blankets, and you can enter to win those over at www.powwows.com win. At the end of today's show, I'll give you a bonus code only for you listeners to the podcast. And I've got another goodie for you. Cheekbone Beauty has created a coupon code to save you 15% off your orders over at www.cheekbonebeauty.com. Just enter the code powwows.com. That easy and get 15% off. All right, so now let's get to the interview with Jen Harper from the founder of Cheekbone Beauty and her amazing story of how she's built this business. Today we've got Jen Harper from Cheekbone Beauty and this brand, I've seen them for years and love their stuff. It's amazing. But so my first question is, man, the beauty space is so crowded and there's so many big brands in this. How did you guys even have the idea to to jump into this space? Yeah, so really crazy story how I I ended up here. Definitely no experience in the beauty industry. I was actually selling seafood at the time. I was a sales rep for a seafood company and always a beauty lover, product junkie for sure. Loved hanging out in any of those beauty shops, touching and playing with products. Um, But I had a crazy dream. Like that's, I always laugh when I say that it was, it was a literal little pop out of bed, middle of the night dream. The backstory is I struggled with actually alcoholism for many years. I got sober November 26, 2014. And in January of 2015, I have this dream, native little girls covered in lip gloss. But what I remember the most about the dream, their rosy little cheeks and the joy and laughter from these little girls. And so 
grabbed my laptop that night and it was clear as day to me, like the business that I was going to start writing about. And the whole process was just literally thinking about, okay, I'm going to now figure out how to make a lip gloss. And at the same time, I was learning about my grandmother's experience at residential or boarding school. And so I had no idea that that was my family's history. No one ever talked about it. Um, And as I was learning that over those same years on a new sobriety journey um, and then having that dream, it just was like all of these like layers, multiple layers folding into one another. And it really turned out to be for the first couple of years, just such an incredible healing journey um, because it, it helped me understand who I was and where I came from. And it helped me understand my family's experience and a term that I'd never heard before in my life, which was called generational or transgenerational trauma. And so that experience of the residential boarding school for my grandparents caused trauma within our family. It was passed on to my father, my aunties, my uncles, and then ultimately passed on to me and my siblings. Um, and you know, alcoholism being a symptom of, of that because it's, it was a band-aid solution to deal with much deeper issues. But, you know, years of therapy helped me, um, discover all of those things, but it was just a crazy pivotal moment was the, for, for sure the dream. I end up in the space and I discovered again, uh, like you just mentioned, so competitive. I sometimes would say, say to people, I'm like, why couldn't I have dreamt about like pencils or something else where a category that was not this competitive. It is bananas saturated. The world did not need another lipstick brand at all. But what it did need was a brand that was represented and representing Indigenous faces and Indigenous people. And that's something that did not exist um, it, on in the mainstream or right. could ever be found in broadline major retailers. And so um, that was the vision that I had for the brand. And then the more I started learning about the actual industry and the beauty space, there was so much need for change. We're living in a time of climate crisis um, and the beauty industry happens to be really unsustainable. Like a lot of plastic packaging, a lot of waste, uh, even the raw ingredients, which are those ingredients that go into your lipsticks, blushes, mascaras. Uh, being unsustainable, meaning they don't biodegrade. So when you were saying washing your face off and your makeup's going down the drain or your skin, your cleansers and skincare, those ingredients are not compatible with ecosystems and waterways. And so the more I learned about all of those really, really important and scientific things, discovering that um, products could be made better and there is a more sustainable way, one, to make raw ingredients and packaging, I began a journey of creating a brand that was really focused in on that idea. And, and it was really interesting because the more I learned about my, my culture, my Anishinaabe roots, um, it's how our people have lived for thousands of years. I've literally called Indigenous people the OGs of sustainability. There's actually, when I look up and did some research in Anishinaabe Moen, which is our language, there's not even a word for sustainability. It's because when we say things like doing things in a good way, that's just how we do things. And then there's so many teachings as you dig deeper and find out, you know, just the 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 idea of the seven generation teaching, thinking like what we do today will impact the next seven generations. And unfortunately, when we live in a Western society um, and people are more focused on profits than the planet, those things get lost. And so as a brand, 
we really look at making and creating products uh, very holistically and how can we, at, despite being an actual consumer goods company, how can we do and make things better? Um, and so we find ourselves here today on that sustainability path. But first and foremost was that foundation. How can we just bring native faces to the beauty industry? That's how we started. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's a, a big mission. That's a lot of stuff to accomplish. And, and so you said you were a sea, sea, seafood salesperson? Yeah, so what is your background? Where are you from originally? So I'm from Southern Ontario, Canada. My family's reservation or the community that I'm a registered member of is called Northwest Angle 33. So it's almost at the border of Minnesota and Ontario, Manitoba um, in Canada. But I actually live and operate the company now in the Niagara region, which is Niagara Falls, that area. So I know if I say Niagara Falls, everyone's going to know where that is. Yes. Okay. Um, And yes. Wow. Um, I'm just amazed with the story of, of taking on such a challenge. Uh, you know, we talked before we hit record that, you know, you had a few years there of doing it, um, like a lot of people, you know, bootstrapping this. So when you got started, could you ever see it going this way? And I mean, what was your path here? Are you, did you have a business background? You know, how, what was your plan of of growing the business? Yeah, that is such a great question. (laughs) So I have always worked for other people. I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. I probably didn't even really know what that meant. Um, But what I did have is I I definitely am a go big or go home kind of person. And so after that dream, it just became so clear to me that a brand like this needed to exist. So definitely like all passion, gut, and like just this belief that I really strongly felt that this was such a missing piece in the beauty industry. Um, And my career experience up to that point was the first 10 years of my career, I was in the hospitality industry. So really about creating unique experiences for guests at boutique style hotels in the Niagara region here, which is like the wine region. So um, I feel like that's really played a big role into the kind of brand we created. We really want our customers to have a wonderful experience when it starts online to the time they get their package. And now for us with our Sephora relationship, what that future in-store experience with them will feel like. And and that's really helped in, in creating a business and a brand. And I felt like I got to be a really creative person in that role. And then I moved into sales and marketing in the food industry still. Okay. Um, and, and, then we talk about the seafood industries where I spent the last eight years prior to Cheekbone Beauty. I was really focused on working in the sustainably seafood world. And so I learned a ton about what we're doing and how it's impacting our oceans. And so all of those things really played a big role into me building the kind of business I wanted to build and the kind of beauty brand I wanted to build and felt was necessary in, in to, to help the beauty industry and to show people there are I think there's new and better ways to do things because sometimes when you're in an industry, I feel like you are doing things sort of um, as they've always been done. And it's it's harder to see things that there could be possibly a new way. So I think that's with a unique view and then also coming in with this indigenous view or worldview versus a more Western view, which is really in opposition to a lot of uh, how business operates really brought a unique layer to it. And so, um, and then having the experience of being in sales, like I 
faced rejection constantly. And so as an entrepreneur, I was really used to that. And so definitely (laughs) had some thick skin. So got to hear a lot of no's early on. And then in building my relationship with Sephora, like that was not easy. It took years and years and years for us to get where we are. And that relationship is still growing. Um, So it's just about, I think, that consistency. And thankfully, I had two prior roles in my past career that really helped me and built me to create the business. But then when I talk about passion, I've I've, I've said this before, um, I tragically lost my brother BJ to suicide in 2016, just before launching the brand. And he and I had spent so much time together talking about the business. He was so, uh, he couldn't believe that, you know, his sister was doing something like this and that it was really this idea of we're creating these products, but we did have this idea of a give back always within the brand. Like that was built in the foundation. Like we, when someone purchases a product from their, our website, there's always going to be a portion of those profits or a portion of the revenues that are going to a cause that's going to support Indigenous youth in some way. Like that was always the vision. And he thought that was just the the coolest thing. And he said something to me really early on. And he, he said that, Jen, I think Cheekbone Beauty is going to be great. Our kids need help and they need hope. Um, and so on those days when I felt like this was such a struggle and I didn't feel like Cheekbone Beauty was going to make it, when you lose someone the way I lost my brother, it's like, it's, it's, it's insane how it's like that painful situation has really been the driving force behind the brand. And, and I know that he would be really proud to see where we are today. And that's great. Uh, big motivation there. And I can see where, how you can draw upon that. So, and you mentioned your dream about seeing you know, young native girls. So as you started to grow, what has been the reaction in, in the um, in the native communities? Have, have you heard back? Have you have you reached the dream? Have you gotten to see the, the young girls doing that? Yeah, we from the beginning, the emails and messages we've received have been phenomenal. Um, you know, from kids themselves to parents, to teachers, to just community members, the idea of representation has been huge. So up in Canada, we we actually just finished. This is, you know, I don't think a native brand has ever had this kind of uh, marketing campaign, but we won a million dollars ad spend from Bell Media, which is Canada's largest media conglomerate. And so just in the past November, December, we were on national TV commercials for two months with our beautiful campaign. I'm going to send you the link so you can watch the commercial we made. It's yes. it's really, really powerful. Um, we shot it up in the Yukon with a First Nation community there. So all, almost literally 99% Indigenous cast, crew, all the vendors, um, I was really proud to find out that the caterer for the food in the Yukon for the two-day shoot, a caterer that's Indigenous-owned, operated, Native-owned, operated, were really struggling to survive. And the the payment that they received for those two days kept their business afloat for the next, for, they said, for the next six months. Wow. Um, just feeding the cast and crew, which is, that's, that's like economic reconciliation. That's like just yeah. like such fuel for, for so many things. And so the campaign happened, we did the shoot. And then, so we, we've all seen it on national TV for the last two months, as well as billboards. So imagine going Toronto and Vancouver, our major cities, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, um, Victoria, 
getting messages, Calgary, from all of these people across the country, sending us pictures of them driving down highways. Like, hopefully nobody's killing themselves. This is happening while they're driving. Because I nearly, I was like on the Gardner Expressway in Toronto here, taking pictures of the the billboards. Because I've never seen that in my life. And I was telling a story to one of our investors this morning that I used to go on that highway, it's called the Gardner Expressway, to go visit my dad, who my mom lived here in the Niagara region and my when they separated when I was younger and he lived in, you know, um, native public housing in Toronto. And I would get to go visit him every other week or so. And that would be my route with down the Greyhound bus down the, the highway. And I would look at those billboards as a little girl, but never did I actually sit there and see anyone that looked like me or imagine I would ever have a business that would have a brand on, on one of these massive billboards. And so it was really emotional to think about that now there's brands out there that exist where our kids can see themselves on a grand scale, right? Like this is like in, and that was the vision and goal from for Cheekbone Beauty uh, from the beginning, like on a grand scale, Indigenous youth will see themselves. Our mission and vision to this day is helping every Indigenous kid on the planet see and feel their value in the world where we craft sustainable color cosmetics. And that has never changed. That's always been the purpose. And I'm just so proud of the the past campaign. I feel so fortunate because, of course, it's something as a small brand, we could never afford to do that kind of grand scale media. But what a, what a prize to win. What a win for our kids. What a win for our community. And the feedback from that has been phenomenal. You know, and even having, um, I think of our mission and vision always about Indigenous youth, but it's just our, all of our people from, from fathers to, to women saying, I had no idea how much I needed cheekbone beauty in my life to help me feel and see who I am and, and where I come from. And I'm in some days and like, you know, I feel super lucky that I get to wake up and this is my job and I get to be a part of, of that big dream. And we still have so much more work to go. We're, we're going to make sure those billboards are, are in America over the next year. We, we, our goal um, and our partnership with Sephora USA will hopefully all come out at the end of 2022. We're uh, still signing deals and contracts, but super excited to make sure that um, Indigenous and Native faces are across billboards in the United States as well. What I find incredible is I interview more people, you know, whether it's uh, TV actors or um, singers or business people like yourself, is they all, everybody talks about that, you know, growing up, they didn't see themselves in anything. And so they, they have this mission and this drive to, to fix this representation issue. And now I think about, you know, all the represent, whether, you know, we're, um, with Rutherford Falls, we got a, a show on TV and, and reservation dogs. And now that people are seeing a billboard of not only a native owned and operated company, but making products for native people, it, what are, what are we going to see from our native youth in five or 10 years? It's going to be amazing um, to really watch what these people can do now that they're seeing anything as possible. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned a couple of times your, your partnership with Sephora. Going into that, you know, how, how was that approaching a company? I'm assuming they had not worked with any kind of indigenous people before. What kind of education and, and how did that go as far as, you know, having them understand where you were coming from as an indigenous company and and those kind of principles. Yeah, they've been 
you know, it's been a really, really great journey. And specifically, I can speak to working with Sephora Canada at this point. I've had our meetings with Sephora USA, and they've also just been incredibly consultive. Um, And and I'm, I'm saying that because we're not, I'm traditionally not from the beauty industry. So as much as I think we're teaching them, it, this is this a wonderful, uh, really reciprocal relationship because they're teaching me and helping me understand their space, which I am fully and open and honest about that I'm learning as I go. So I feel like it's been this really, really wonderful relationship. Trust me. I know, like, you know, we get heat sometimes because they're a massive corporation, but let's face it. There's a lot of massive corporations, but there's a lot of really great people and people are where is where change happens that work for these massive corporations. And so the people that I've gotten to work with from Sephora Canada and Sephora USA have been absolutely incredible. And they feel like when they talk to us, they're like, there's just something so special about your community and the brand you've created. And they really see that and feel that. And so I truly respect that the help that they've given us and I hope that we're helping them understand and learn about Indigenous people and how complex and how yes we're similar but there's so many tribes and nations and languages and 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 lifestyles among our groups of people that that really we don't want to be put in that pan Indigenous idea I really want the world to understand how unique and interesting all of our tribes truly are. Uh, that's awesome, I, and I like what you. Said, I think it's so true that because um, you know, we, I've got a relationship with some some big corporations too, and um, same kind of thing. You know, I'll, I'll hear from people that, wow, why are you working with them? It, but it is the people, and if if there's even just one person in these corporations that realize that there is something they can gain from having a more diverse portfolio or including a, another perspective, it only takes one, and then mm-hmm. who knows where it can grow from there. So that's awesome that you were able to get that. That's really cool. Um, so one of the things I always like to ask people like in your position is, so if you thinking back on that little girl that's riding the Greyhound bus down that highway, I mean, what would you tell her now? I and mean, what's, what kind of advice would you give her or, or other young women out there that are really trying to start their journey? Maybe not just in, in, in beauty or, but any kind of business that they, and they're trying to dream big, well, looking back, what would you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. Keep dreaming as big as you possibly can and heal fast and sooner. Um, you know, I feel like it's not over the the trauma and pain that exists for many of our nations um, because of past pain. And I think the faster that we can heal ourselves, the better human we become within our society, and then the better person we become, which just helps us go out and do amazing and great things. So because of my, you know, um, my personal story, I feel like being open and honest about healing is really, really important and removing any shame that comes with that. Because, you know, the moment we remove shame, it begins to die. And I felt like for me personally, the moment I spoke about the things that were causing me so much pain in my life, I was killing the shame, which helped me heal faster. Um, even though it was a lot later in life, I wish it happened younger. So I really hope and wish that for, for, for our youth, if they, if they are struggling in any, any way and our, you know, it's our parents, our grandparents, 
we are not them and their mistakes are not ours and even our own past mistakes, all of that can be fixed. Everything's figure outable. And so um, don't give up on that dream. And I think just make it bigger and bigger and bigger uh, and, 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 and work consistently every single day. I'm so honest about saying to people, I have no special skills. I honestly do not. <laughs> I just woke up every day for the last five years and did something to work on cheekbone beauty and to push the needle that little bit forward. And so I think consistency is really, really key in, in making something successful. Yeah. It takes a lot of pers- perseverance, that, but yeah, you put the work in and, and eventually you'll see the results. That's really, really motivating um, to think that way. That's awesome. So uh, you, you got your partnership with, with Sephora. You guys are killing it online. I, I love seeing, um, you know, I see it on Facebook or Instagram, wherever. Um, so where where are we going now? Um, where What's the future look like for you guys? Yeah. So again, growing that Sephora relationship, our next goal, big goal is uh, the clean planet positive beauty shelf space in Sephora. We've created a brand that's unique within the beauty industry. And so we're really proud of the the products. And so we want that shelf in Sephora. That's our, we are marking our territory. That is going to be our land. We're taking that, that space up. Um, and innovation has been a huge part of what we do. A lot of indigenous indie, indie brands, which I'm, I'm going to make sure everyone, an indie brand is what they call a smaller brand in the beauty industry right now. Right. So we're an indie brand, but what we did as a business, we made a big business decision about a year and a half ago to focus on innovation. And the reason why is because I feel like that is one thing with innovation, we can change the world. And, and two, it's what's going to separate us from, from what's going on in, in the spaces that we work in. And we built a, an indigenous innovation lab here at our headquarters, hired a full-time team of scientists. And so we're working on really cool projects. One right now is the land that we operate on, Niagara region, is just so, it's the most gorgeous, beautiful, fruit-bearing land wine country. Um, and we're partnered with some local purveyors that are, we're taking their waste from the fruit industry and actually taking and pulling active ingredients from the waste and turning it into usable ingredients for our future products that we're working on in our lab right now. And so that whole idea of a circular economy where what our people have done since the beginning of time was repurpose, reuse every part of everything. And so that's where the direction we're taking the brand and the kind of ingredients we have. And things that come from nature, they're literally so powerful in terms of like antioxidants and these things that are so great for our skin. And so the cosmetics that we've already made, we're really proud of the work we've done. We call it makeup that skincare, meaning it's actually, we spend, I say as, as ladies, and I know lots of gentlemen now too, spend a ton of money on skincare. And so why would you put inferior makeup products on your skin that you don't know where they're made in the world? Like you don't know what ingredients are sourced. So with our brand, we've made sure everything is done ethically and sustainably, we call it life cycle thinking from harvesting the raw ingredient to the end of the life of the product. Um, we can tell you every step along the way. And because we have our lab, um, we can tell you exactly where everything comes from and how things are sourced. And so we're really transparent with our customers and community that way. We don't outsource products where we don't know where the ingredients are coming from, which unfortunately the entire beauty industry 
mostly operates that way, but we've taken a purposeful direction to do things completely different um, and really have that idea of like land or farm to face, um, you know, um, which is an ode to my years in the food industry because it's what lots of chefs do, right? You think about, you want to know where the, the ingredients for your meal have come from. Well, it's the same thing in, in with our, with our um, cosmetic line. We want to know where all of the raw ingredients for our products have come from and, and how they're made. I love the term farm to face. I've not heard that. That's, that's awesome. I mean, the whole farm to table movement is getting so much, uh, you know, buzz right now. That's a, that's all, that's really cool. Um, wow. And you know, so many companies now you hear like big companies like Apple trying to be carbon neutral and, you know, they built their new campus with their, their solar panels and all of this. It's like, yeah, the, the, this is something that's, that people have been doing in this, in this area for centuries um it's but it is cool to see that uh you, you guys built built that concept in from the beginning amazing um that's awesome so th- thanks again for taking some time to, to speak with us um anything else you you want people out there to know about cheekbone i, I will uh, definitely put the links in and uh, share it we got a special code that we can offer some folks um but anything else you want to say uh if people that are looking checking out your brand no, if, and if anyone has any questions, we have a great team. If you need help picking out shades or colors, we actually have an in-house beauty expert, Paloma. She helps and guides our, our, our community that way. Um, we're open and honest about so many things. So please ask questions. I feel like the consumer is, um, there's so much information out there and we know we live in a world sometimes where there's a lot of misinformation. So, and then there's just marketing schemes or sort of words that buzzwords people throw out. So I feel like, you know, when we talk about clean, vegan, sustainable beauty at the cheekbone, we actually created our own standards. And so we call them BNAD beauty standards, which is the Anishinaabe word for clean. Um, because we felt like it, we wanted to find who we were. So we're just really open. And if anyone from your from your community has questions for us, we're here to answer them. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I cannot wait to follow where you guys are going to go now. And hopefully we'll, we'll see you in a Sephora here in the States soon. Yes, yes, you will. I know you will. All right. What an incredible story. So thanks, Jen, for being on the show. Don't forget to go check out Cheekbone Beauty over at www.cheekbonebeauty.com and use our special code to get 15% off with powwows.com. That's code powwows.com over at Cheekbone Beauty, and you'll get 15% off your order. All right, ready for your bonus code? Head on over to www.powwows.com slash win and enter daily for the best chances to win one of those 10 Pendleton Blankets. Today's bonus code is 88253. That's 88253. Just take that over to com slash win, and that will get you extra entries into the contest. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter to get all of the updates about powwows.com, upcoming powwows, our live streams, and more. com slash newsletter. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate it if you'd head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give us a review or a rating. And even more importantly, if you did like the show, share it with a friend. Let's see if we can grow the show even more this year. I'd really appreciate your support. 
This show is brought to you by our patrons over at www.powwownation.com. Those are the folks that are making monthly contributions to the community at powwows.com. Their contributions are letting us produce podcasts like this and stream even more powwows in 2022. If you'd like to join them and help support powwows.com, please head on over to www.powwownation.com. All right, everybody. Again, I'm Paul Gowder, and I am the host and founder of powwows.com. I will see you back next week. Stay safe and see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Power Life podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com. Here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.